Are you tired of putting yourself last? Of taking care of everybody else's needs and powering through to meet the next set of impossible standards? In our fast-paced society, we lose touch with our intrinsic worth, with the ability to value ourselves for who we are right now. Instead of living life exhausted, frustrated, and disconnected from your authentic self, maybe it's time to put yourself back in the life you've worked so hard to create. Join radio host and life choreographer Laura Cheadle and learn how to build your dreams and live your sparkle using the five steps of flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and as you have probably had the unfortunate experience of experiencing, one of the things that dims our sparkle is not feeling well. Whether it's just the calm and cold, or whether it's something really serious like cancer or heart disease or something going on in your body, we can't feel good and feel, not feel good. We can't be mentally present and emotionally present if our physical bodies don't feel good. And sometimes there's nothing that you can figure out that's really going on. You just have this general sense of something hurts and I don't feel quite right and you can't figure it out and your doctor can't figure it out. And then they tell you it's all in your head and inside you're going, no, it's not. Something's wrong and I just don't know what's wrong. So if you have ever had an experience like that, or if you have ever known someone who has had an experience like that, then this show is for you. Wendy Coulter is a professional medical intuitive, and she is our guest today. Now, she's been a professional medical intuitive for 20 years, and she's the leading trainer for healthcare professionals. She's based in Los Angeles, and she has taught doctors and nurses and psychologists and therapists and energy workers and a whole bunch of different kinds of health professionals how to use medical intuition in their practices. Now, I know you're probably sitting there thinking, medical intuition, what is that? And don't worry, we'll get into that today. By the time this show is done, you will have a complete understanding of what that is and what that looks like and how it can help you. Now, Wendy's early education included participation in Louise Hay's renowned intimate living room healing sessions in Brentwood, California. Yes, the Louise Hay of Hay House. This led to an intensive study in various energy modalities, including, and I'm not even sure what kind of form won this form of Reiki, but we'll talk about that, crystal healing, transcendental meditation, if you don't know what that is, we'll talk about that too, transformational coaching, and NLP. She has enjoyed a thriving private practice in Los Angeles for 20 years and has been teaching intuitive development and energy medicine for over 10 years years. She founded the Practical Path Incorporated to present her unique accredited certification programs in medical intuition for health and wellness. The company name reflects her mission to fuse spiritual wisdom traditions with constructive real world results. And let me tell you, as a former lawyer, 
who has embraced the spiritual energy path. I appreciate that so much. Anyway, she is a highly sought expert on medical intuition and energy healing. She's a published author. She has lectured and taught a prominent educational and health centers all over. And she <laughs> is our guest today. So welcome to the show, Wendy. I am so excited to have you here. Laura, what a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. I just want right out of the gate for you to tell our listeners, what is medical intuition? Absolutely. Uh, medical intuition is uh, a system, a method of viewing the physical body and the biofield. And what we look for are imbalances, um, that uh, energetic imbalances that can uh, point us to uh, issues that have to do with illness and, and uh, ill health. So we're looking at it from not only uh, the visual, excuse me, we're looking at it from the visual sense. And I'll talk about what I mean by visual. I don't mean visually looking at somebody in person. I mean looking visually at their energy. Mm -hmm. And that helps us understand what's going on in the physical body and the biofield. And the information is like uh, having a conversation with someone's body. Got it. Now, some of the listeners might be out there thinking, biofield, what the heck is that? <laughs> so the bi yes, the biofield. If you go on the National Institutes of Health website, you're going to find information on the biofield. Uh, it is an electromagnetic field that surrounds and permeates the physical body. So people commonly refer to this as the, the aura, the chakra system. Uh, things like that. That's really what we're talking about. Some people often call it chi or prana, but really what we're talking about when it comes to medical intuition and the way I practice it is the auric field and the chakra system. Mm -hmm. That is the biofield. And that's been well studied and measured and tested. And there's a lot of, there's growing uh, evidence base around the biofield. Got it. So basically you are looking, and I have looking in little air quotes here, <laughs> at, <laughs> at somebody's biofield, you're looking at their physical energy presence. And when you do that, then you can tell what's healthy, what's stressed, what's ill. So what we're doing is not only looking at the biofield, Laura, and to be very specific about it, we're looking at the body. And for me, it looks like, you know, what an MRI looks like, a functional mm -hmm. MRI, actually looking into the body and seeing the workings of the body. I know that sounds kind of outlandish, but we have tested it and I'll talk about that later. Um, and we're using uh, a certain kind of medicines uh, that is not physical sight, but a different kind of sight. And I'll explain that later too. Uh, and what we're looking for are energetic blockages, energetic imbalances that can be, uh, can indicate some sort of physical imbalance. And it also could be, just to be clear, emotional, mental, or spiritual imbalance as well. So we're looking at the big picture there. I love that so much that you threw that in there because yes, emotional imbalance can also create physical dysfunction later on. And I love that you can look at that and hopefully help people address that before it becomes cancer or something like that. Well, that's the, that is the absolute bottom line principle of just about, not just about, of any energy style skill. Um, now, I don't call medical intuition a modality because it's not a treatment process. It's not a, you know, it's non-invasive. We do not 
affect the physical body or the biofield the way you might get from an acupuncturist who's putting needles in or an energy healer who's actually moving blocks or moving energy through your body or out of your body. We're not doing that. We're assessing, we're evaluating, we're looking, we're saying what we see, you know, saying what, right. what's going on there with ethics, within our scope of practice, obviously. But um, this is informational for people to take to their uh, primary healthcare providers. And we found uh, that the, ac the information is so accurate that it really helps people get a handle on what's going on for them uh, when perhaps traditional testing, you know, is inconclusive and things like that. Mm -hmm. It seems so valuable because I know in my life experience, and it's my guess that in many of our listeners' life experience, we hear of stories where people go to the doctor and the tests are inconclusive and nobody knows. And then it's like 18 months, two years later, and oh, whoops, you've had this tumor growing and now it's too late. Well, you know, who would, generally speaking, in the history of medical intuition, which has been around for centuries, uh, you know, it, who goes to a medical intuitive is someone who hasn't gotten an answer from the traditional, you know, Western medicine approach, which is very, there's something called cognitive bias, Laura. <laughs> oh, yeah. What that, <laughs> what that means is that all you're looking at is something through the lens of what you've learned and studied. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, really, people have to have a certain degree of it in order to do their work. But um, it, it, what, a, what cognitive bias does is it discounts anything that doesn't come through that particular tunnel or that lens. And it's a big problem in medicine, but it's also a big problem in complementary alternative medicine because every practitioner looks through the lens of their, their particular, you know, modality, skill or study or license. And that's fine. That's what it's there for. However, a medical intuitive cannot have any bias. <laughs> I can't come into this thinking, well, you know, this person needs to, you know, never eat dairy again or something because that's my personal feeling about dairy. That will not work. I have to have a conversation with someone's physical body and biofield to find out exactly what is going on with them. So I, I have to have a certain level of training in understanding anatomy, but I don't have to have, and I wouldn't want to have training in specific skills because you want to leave those biases at the door. Yes. yes. And, you know, you mentioned something about um, what doctors call idiopathic. I, I train a, a lot of MDs. I train a lot of nurses. I train people who are, who come from the you know, traditional Western medicine, allopathic background. And they're like you are interested in this because they understand that there's something else going on. They want to, <laughs> they want to know more about it and how all of these other things affect health. Well, um, you know, there's been a lot of studies about what's called adverse childhood experience, ACES. Huh. Yes. Adverse childhood experiences are is, is the study of that is that if you have trauma in your early life, there's a high probability or more of a probability that you may have a physical imbalance later in life. And, and they're drawing a, a line between the early life experience and the uh, manifestation of illness later in life. And that's not just depression or mental, you know, kinds of issues, which makes sense, uh, you know, addictive behaviors and things. But we're also looking at you know, people are looking at cancer and emphysema and, you know, issues that you wouldn't normally associate with emotional trauma, they're finding correlation. There's so much research on this. Medical intuitives have been seeing that for decades. We see because that's the tenet 
is that early life trauma or any trauma or any kind of imbalance like that is going to cause or have the ability to cause, it may not always manifest, some kind of imbalance somewhere. So we're looking on the physical, we're looking at the emotional impact, we're looking at the spiritual impact. And that's what mind, body, spirit means. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, now I can, ap- I, I absolutely understand, I absolutely hear you. I want to push back on this a little bit, just so our listeners maybe can get out of some of their bias and move forward with this. Yes. Okay, you're having a conversation with somebody's physical body with the bio field. You see some things there physically that they can then take to their practitioner and they can address. But what if you see something in that emotional or spiritual realm, where do they take it to address that? Because people who have had adverse childhood experiences are deeply scarred, deeply traumatized. They need help, but not a lot of people understand how to address that. So yeah, so sometimes it's like, oh great, I see the problem, I know the problem is there, and now what? How do I stop it now before that cancer manifests, before that irritable bowel syndrome manifests, before diabetes manifests? Yeah, it's such a great question. So there are a myriad of healthcare professionals out there. There are mental healthcare professionals. There are energy healthcare professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are spiritual healthcare professionals. <laughs> they wouldn't call themselves that, but there are. Right. And certainly there are medical of a massive variety, including complementary and integrative. So the job of a medical intuitive is to ask the body what it needs to heal and what modalities or skills may be useful for it, you know, and the biofield. So this is where you know, sort of the suggestions process comes in. What is the body asking for? What is it wanting? Now you have to do that with a very strong ethical background, right? You yeah. have to know how to do that. But what it does is it gives the, the, my clients an opportunity to research, to take this to their doctors, to find options. Um, and, and when in fact there is, and there always is an emotional component to it, for something persistent, like something that your body is not healing, mm-hmm. there's a couple of things to do. Number one, I'm going to look at the immune system. Why is the immune system not knocking this thing out? What's going on there? You know, why, you know, what other systems are affected by this issue? What, that and, is such a great point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, when you go to a, a, a dentist, they're not looking at your immune system. You know? No, they're it's not. not. But it's not within their purview. As a medical intuitive, that is within the, the, the process. So, you know, we want to do that. Then we want to say, okay, well, what emotional components are there to this issue that may be keeping an infection in place, maybe dampening the immune system? Because now we know science has proven that if you're depressed, your immune system isn't going to work right. If your immune right. system isn't going to work right, your gut system may not be working right. Your sleep may be affected on and on and on. And this is the time that we're living in where science is starting to put these pieces together that a medical intuitive has put together for again, decades and decades. And this is exciting. It is. And, and you know, what I was thinking is you were talking about putting together all of these pieces and bodies of knowledge. It's interesting to me because a few generations ago, I am thinking in particular in my grandmother's generation, 
didn't really think that diet had much to do with health. And that was a big stretch for her, you know, in Mm -hmm. her older years when we'd be like, you can't eat sugar like that. She'd be like, like that has anything to do with anything. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's all generally accepted across all fields and across all bodies of knowledge that yes, diet does have something to do with the way body is the the way the body functions. And I feel like medical intuition really helps push forward that, yes, adverse childhood experiences have something to do with it. Yes, emotions have something to do with it. Yes, yes, yes. And it's just bringing into place all of those things similar to the way that we recently brought in diet and exercise. Yes. Well, what we're talking about and what you so beautifully said, Laura, is what's called the mind-body connection. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Dr. Chopra, Deepak Chopra, and certainly Louise Hay, and people have been talking about this for decades. Yes. And medical intuition is actually the practice of of viewing and assessing the mind-body connection to see where the where the imbalances are for someone. It's it's fascinating work. I mean, endlessly fascinating. I learned so much too. I learned so much from the body. I learned so much from people's energy fields. It's really fascinating stuff. Right. Okay. Now what I want to hear a little bit more about your background and how you stepped into this. I liked how you said people have been doing this for a long time. And I think, you know, Louise Hay was kind of on the cutting edge and, and I know you had that experience with her. That is amazing. (laughs) And it just feels like we're going deeper. It starts off with this idea, hey, I think there's a mind-body-spirit connection. Let's experiment and kind of see. And then we start getting that validation that, yes, there is a mind-body connection. And I feel like you're taking it one level even deeper. Yes, there's a connection. Yes, we can experiment and get evidence. But now I have this tool where I actually can see and I've got proof that it's more than just a theory. Yes. So I'll give you a thumbnail on my history. Um, I uh, was very intuitive as a child, as most, most actually everybody is intuitive. It's, it's, it's baked in, it's hardwired, but uh, I was, I, I kind of let myself experience it. My parents didn't shut me down. Most people get shut down with that sort of thing. (laughs) Right. Uh, But my parents thought it was creativity and kind of fun and, you know, odd. They didn't understand it, but they didn't tell me not to, you know, practice in my own way, my intuitive ability. They thought it was cute. But so, (laughs) so I was never, you know, it was like, it was like one of these fun kind of fun things that I used to do. And I was clairaudient and I used to just click cognizant. I knew things I could hear interesting information. And, you know, they just thought it was interesting. And, you know, so as I grew up, I kind of practiced it on my own. And I read a lot of metaphysical books. I, you know, sort of steeped myself as kind of a hobby into metaphysics, as you would call it. Mm-hmm. And I found that my, my, my perception powers were just strengthening the more I practice them. And that's not unusual. That is exactly how things work. Is yes. that you, it's like working a muscle. And I was working that muscle. You know, a lot of people come into their abilities through some sort of drama or trauma, like a, a near-death experience. I didn't have that. I just literally develop them naturally over time just by practicing. And um, I'll tell you briefly about the Louise Hay experience. That was a dear friend of mine was one of her assistants. This was early on in in her career. And he knew I was into all this woo-woo stuff. And he said, you should come down and check this out. (laughs) (laughs) And she would have, this was when she was working with the AIDS community in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, she basically was 
was giving us an opportunity to practice intentional healing with a volunteer, you know, without any training on it. And I thought, well, this is fascinating. You know, I put my hands out and I would just close my eyes and I would just imagine healing right. energy coming through. And there it was. And it was really sort of the first opening into this idea that you can use your mind to intentionally affect your physical body or your health or someone else's as an energy healer. And that kind of set me off running and I started studying everything I could study in terms of energy healing and I became an energy healer. Now, what changed for me was I had an experience of healing myself that was so palpable that I couldn't deny it any, any longer. Ah. And that was, um, I read, one of the books I read was Deepak Chopra's book, Quantum Healing. Yes. Um, powerful book, wonderful book. He talks about how he gives his, gave his patients visualization skills to heal their tumors and things like that. And he documented it all. And I thought, this is interesting. And not long after that, my body actually created a little tumor. And when I went to the doctor to check it out, she said, it's benign, but we want to remove it anyway. We want to get, you know, it's dysplasia is the name of it, meaning abnormal cells, not cancer, but could be at some point in the future. And you just want to get it out of there. Right. And I said, great. And then I told her about Dr. Chopra's book and she thought, you know, I was from Mars. What mm -hmm. are you talking about? And I said, you know, I'd like to try it. She said, well, it probably won't hurt you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, before the surgery uh, date, which is about two weeks later, I, I sat and I was doing transcendental meditation, which is a really lovely kind of meditation technique. And at the end of my meditation, I used something that Dr. Chopra said, which is imagine using your visualization mind's eye, this whatever it is, fixing itself in some way. And what I did was I used the image of a little bubbles and a scrub brush, like a little scrubby scrub brush with bubbles, happy bubbles. Mm. And I scrubbed it in my mind's eye. I saw it dissolving away just by this little cleaning technique with this visual. And it made me laugh. Honestly, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And I didn't do anything else. And when I went to the doctor two weeks later, honestly, Laura, I heard her gasp. And I thought, I'm done for. That's it. <laughs> And she said, what did you do? It, the, the tumor had shrunk by half. So it was like the size of a nickel. It was now the size of a pea. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. And, you know, she was like, uh, she was dumbfounded by it. And I, of course, gave her a copy of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Study this. <laughs> yes. And I realized that there's something going on here, and I want to know what it is. So I um, ended up studying a lot of different things, including um, energy healing. I became an energy healer. I studied uh, different kinds of techniques um, in the clear realm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll talk about that, you know, different kinds of clairs, claircognizance, clair, clair visuals, clair, all those clairs. Right. And, and I started noticing that in my energy healing practice, I was literally seeing right into the body. And I had been able to see over my lifetime when somebody just looked a little off to me. Well, right. I was able to see right in into their physical body systems visually what was going on there and how it was affecting their body. And, and then I could also see their life history, what's going on in their life that might have led to this imbalance. And to me, it was correlation, but it was informational for them. And I started noticing that my colleagues in the energy healing world were sending me their tough cases hmm. and that doctors were calling me for consultations privately about their patients who were not responding to certain, you know, where right. they didn't know what was going on. And I found myself kind of building a practice in that area. <laughs> yes. And, 
but I'll tell you what, I noticed that the more I did this, the more I realized doctors, nurses, acupuncturists, physical therapy, you know, everybody needs this skill because it's so valuable to their work, right? Yes, and yes. The gap was very obvious to me, and I began my programs 10 years ago after training people in other people's modalities and methods. I realized I needed medical intuition to be available to healthcare providers because it, it's not, it, it's not, there are some schools, not too many of them, and I wanted to really concentrate on just the professional wellness providers because this is where medicine can really shift. Um, you know, this is where mind, body, spirit really needs to be, not on the outskirts, but right there in healthcare, you know, as we know it. I love that you went right in because you're absolutely correct. Although it's valuable for a parent to have these skills or for, you know, other types of psychics or woo-woo people to have this medical intuitive skill, you are absolutely correct. We need to start from the core. And in our culture, in our country right now, where do you go when you're sick? You go to a medical doctor. So you're right. It is from that place that these seeds need to be planted and grow. And, you know, everybody's talking about insurance and healthcare and the cost of, you know, is out of control and drugs and blah, 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 blah. My brain is just seeing how much we could save on costs also using medical intuition. We well, do not need to run 30 different tests. We can do one. Yes. And actually you nailed something. This is part of the feedback that my graduates are sending me. They're saying, you know, I cut out all of this stuff. These are the doctors. I used medical intuition for this one patient and I went right to the test that was going to get the result. I didn't have to do five. I did one or two. Right. And that's, and so they're telling me, I, listen, I teach them and they take it into their fields and tell me how it works, which is phenomenal. They're all, they're all, pioneers as well and what they're saying is it's saving them time it's saving them a whole lot of money <laughs> or yes. patients some money it's getting to the whole 360 view right away it's it's actually raising compliance when their patients understand the origins and the, the big picture that 360 holistic view of their issue they're able to deal with it on all of these different levels, not just one, not just a drug treatment or even for a naturopath, you know, a set of, so again, everybody has to stay within their scope of practice and this is new, uh, you know, into the field, but I will tell you this, there are more, more people out there using medical intuition than people realize. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and doctors and nurses are actually trained in their medical trainings to trust their gut feelings and their hunches, nurses especially. Hmm. Doctors in a smaller degree, because they have a lot of body of knowledge they have to absorb, of course. Right. And, um, and so do nurses, but nurses are actually told. And what's wonderful in the nursing field is that there are so many studies in the nursing uh, 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 strata on how nurses use intuition. If you look on PubMed online, there's just hundreds of uh, empirical studies and qualitative studies on how nurses use intuition and how it pans out, which is pretty well, right? Interesting. Uh, doctors in medical, it's a little, it's more of a taboo subject for MDs and DOs and NPs and things like that, people who are diagnosticians. Right. But it still applies and everybody knows that good doctor. And you know who that good doctor is? That doctor is someone who's using their intuition, their gut feelings. Yes, absolutely true. 
Yeah. So when I, uh, and your listeners should know that I speak at uh, medical conferences. Um, I teach at Dr. Wiles, Andrew Wiles Center mm-hmm. uh, to their uh, medical students and their residents. I have uh, just completed a component on medical intuition for the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine for their student base. So this, and I teach at these sort of major um, uh, centers for health and education in the country. It's been a very much of a blessing for me to be able to do this. And uh, part of the reason is because there's evidence now and we're, we're gathering more as we go. Um, and even without that evidence, there's an interest in this because people understand this on an kind of a, an intuitive level. They right. get it. Right. They get it. But, right. Because we've all had that experience where mm-hmm. we're worried about something and we're worried and we end up making ourselves nauseous because of our worry. We all have experienced that mind body connection and it's not crazy. And to say, I worried so much, I made myself sick and I couldn't eat. Everybody gets that. Nobody says okay. what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, people inherently, Laura, they know the intuitive connections. It's just that it's not talked about in our society. Yes. Uh, And this is something that I'm looking to change. We already have words. We know what claircognizance is. That's a clear sense of knowing. That's called a gut feeling. That's called a hunch. We know what clairsentience is. That's a clear sense of feeling other people's emotions or physical information. We call that empathy. We call Mm -hmm. that compassion. You know, we know what clairvoyance is, and that's a loaded word, right? Right. Clair means clairvoyance means to see. It's French. It means using your mind's eye. <laughs> you, visualization, guided imagery, we know what that is. Right. How you use it, how you advance it, how you develop it is the question. And, right. And I've developed it for myself as a medical intuitive to be able to use that skill to actually look into someone else's energy field and physical body. But if you don't mind, Laura, me talking a little bit about the research that we've done. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Thank you. Um, we, I realized there was a very limited, actually, there's hardly any evidence base out there for medical intuition. There's evidence base for other kinds of biofield skills and therapies. But for medical intuition, the research is slim to none. And I, I, I thought, you know, I need to do something about this. And I, what I did with my graduate students, you know, the, the, the certified graduates, is I said, how do you guys feel about doing a survey? And I'll, you know, we'll, we'll do it blinded and we'll follow the protocols of a good, you know, empirical evidence-based right. test. And we'll use a Likert scale and we'll, you know, we'll do the whole nine yards. And they said, yes, let's do it. And so here's what we came out with. We had 67 participants. Uh, we had five medical intuitives who went through my program and were practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of these 67, uh, these were self-selected people, obviously, but we made sure that the sessions were blinded. We did no intake. Uh, we didn't know anything about their physical issues. Uh, and we did the sessions. We had them fill out a form afterwards to see how accurate the medical intuitive was. And we also asked them to not give a lot of feedback, just keep it simple. Let right. the medical intuitive just do their job. And we came out with um, 94% accuracy in the medical intuitive locating their primary health issue in their physical body. 94%. That's That's high. Yeah. We were thrilled with that. We came out with uh, 98% accuracy in uh, description of life experience. Remember I was talking about early life trauma or life experience. 98% 98% accuracy in life experience that the, the participant thought was probable or possible, or they actually knew about. Hmm. Uh, so we, were, we had a very high result for that. Uh, we also had a high result for 
one of the things we asked them was, do you have a known medical diagnosis on the, not verbally, but on the survey? Got do you it. have a known, about half of those people did, 49% of people did have a known medical diagnosis. And we said, how consistent was the medical intuitive to that diagnosis, that known diagnosis? And we got 94% accuracy on that. Hmm. So this is something that is not, never been measured before. Uh, and there were a whole bunch of other things. We also noticed that there was a nice shift, a very statistically significant shift in their uh, pre-session to post-session anxiety levels. Just hearing the information helped them uh, yes. lower their stress level, lower their anxiety, and move towards you know, some uh, way to move forward in their healing process. So that was nice to see too. That was unexpected. So I took all this and much more data and I sent it to a colleague of mine who is the chief of behavioral medicine and professor of family medicine and public health at the University of California, San Diego School mm -hmm. of Medicine. That's his division. Nice. And I sent it to him and I said, what do you think of this? Because he's also the director of a research uh, facility there. And he looked at this and he said, this has never been done before. And we need to do this through the university as an empirical oh, we'll good. Yeah, gold standard empirical evidence-based testing that all of medicine requires for, you know, validation. Right. And so what we did was essentially a pilot study for that. And we're in the process with that. And if any of your listeners are interested, we are looking for funding. <laughs> uh, perfect. Yeah. And if anyone wants to contribute, please contact me through the website, which is thepracticalpath.com. There's information on the study. There's information on everything we've been talking about. And we really want to get this off the ground. So we're hoping to do that soon. Oh, that's exciting. And also for the listeners out there who might be thinking, I can kind of do this. I yeah. want to hone my own skills. I want to learn more. I want to go deeper. You yes. teach this also. Oh, absolutely. My, my, and I do do private sessions, but my goal is to teach, you know, as much as possible. And I teach twice a year. I teach the main program twice a year. It's a nine month program. Uh, it has two levels uh, and they're divided into one weekend intensive per month with time between, you know, the month between to do your homework and practice and, and case reports and things like that. So we're very, you know, uh, specific about how we, we ask for information. So go take a look at the website. This program is called Medical Intuitive Training. Uh, it is a certification program. It is taught live online in nice. the Zoom environment. So anyone from anywhere who is qualified, uh, and you'd have to be a wellness professional. And that includes energy people, energy healers as well, as long as you have a professional practice and a certification. So we get this wonderful wide range. We get mental health care, you know, people from the allopathic world, people from complementary, people from integrative. It's really a wonderful group. Um, now that is available on the website. And again, I teach that in spring and fall. So there's a perfect actually one coming up in March. Um, the other thing I teach for, and by the way, I have CEs for that. Oh, good. Um, I'm certified through or accredited through the American Holistic Nurses Association, the California Nursing Board. Um, uh, there's a bunch of others on there. You can go look. <laughs> right. uh, I just got, I'm getting um, certification for acupuncturists and I'm working on others as well. So what? there's, there's opportunities. The other program I teach is a one day workshop at six hours. And this is open to everyone. Anyone listening who does not, 
necessarily a wellness provider, but wants to build that mind-body connection. This workshop is called Medical Intuition for Healing. And it's where I teach people how to do what I did, essentially, uh, years ago with that little tumor, but to advance on it and expand on it so that they can have some intuitive visual skills yes. uh, that really help them develop it for themselves, that mind-body connection. So you can start to listen to your body and have an opportunity to create a little, your own private little method on how to do that for yourself. And that's been a wonderful experience. And I started that a couple of years ago uh, because people were saying a couple of things to me. One is, not only do I want to talk to my body, but I am one of these intuitive people that is, I just feel bombarded. I go out in the world and yes, it's too much. <laughs> I feel everything, right. And I, I said, well, what I teach is a method called energy hygiene. And what you'll learn in the workshop and of course in the main program is all of these tools and skills for energy hygiene, which keep your energy boundaries up so that you're not a big sponge for the whole world. You know, nurses especially have that and any empathic person has that. So, so that's what's offered. And I love that too. Just, I like how you've got kind of the separation, the people with a practice and then just the rest of us, because I just want to share this little story, two things that have come up in my life. And I've just been so grateful that I've got intuitive skills. And like you, I was never shut down. Um, and my training has only increased that, but we were talking about animals before the show a little bit, because I've got a couple of sick animals right now. But both times when my animals have had something wrong and I go to the vet and I use my intuition and kind of de describe to the vet, this is where I think the issue is on behalf of my animal, it has short-circuited the diagnosis. It has made the whole thing easier. And yes. again, it's not hard. And it isn't, it, it's just not hard to learn and it's so beneficial. So I just want to push that out there for listeners. If you're thinking, eh, I don't know, I'm not really sick. It's not that big of a deal. It's not just about big issues and childhood trauma. You can do it when your cat is acting weird, when you just <laughs> feel exhausted and you don't know why. It's the application daily is huge. It, it really is. I mean, I, I of course, use it constantly. <laughs> um, and that, what you're really talking about here is developing the mind-body connection for just anything your body wants to tell you, anything your energy system wants to tell you. It's so critical. Mm -hmm. So, yes, absolutely, Laura. I'm, and it's, why I, it's actually why I put that workshop together because people were saying, look, you know, I don't qualify for this, but I really want these skills. I'm like, great. And I'm in the process of writing a book with, you know, similar exercises, not Good. all of them, but similar. And uh, there's also, by the way, on my website, if people just want to get your feet wet a little, Go to the website and look under the guided meditations tab, which I think is under services, um, and you'll find a whole range of guided imagery that is designed or guided meditations that are designed to help you start to create that dialogue. Yes. And that those are free. Those are open to everybody. Just yeah. And I would highly encourage you to do that because I did check that out before the show. And yes, it feels good and it's great <laughs> practice and yeah. what? Yeah. 
There's a lot of opportunity for guided uh, meditations out there and guided imagery. I would say if you're interested in this, that's a great way to start. If you're interested in learning more and taking a six-hour workshop, it's available. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you're a wellness provider and you're interested in incorporating this skill into your, into your practice, which is really what I'm encouraging people to do, yes. then please come check out the medical intuitive training levels one and two. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And I want to shift gears a little bit and I want yeah. to ask you a several questions. You may or may not know, but my work all centers around flaunt, which is an acronym for find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative and trust in your truth. And I feel like so much of what we've been talking about in terms of medical tuition is really those five steps <laughs> you know, yes, just, yes, yeah, yes. Just on a different, on a different. <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to go through those five steps with you. Sure. Okay. Find your fetish. Has this always kind of been your fetish? This thing that gets you up in the morning? I mean, <laughs> I know you were intuitive, but this has got to excite you. I want to hear about what's fun for you. Oh, you're so, that is so adorable. I love that. Find your fetish. Well, yeah, here's the thing. It was always a hobby for me. It was an interest growing up. And I went in a very different direction in terms of a career until, you know, later in life when it was undeniable that this is mm -hmm. something that I really wanted to do. Um, and this is not unusual. There are so many people, especially, you know, in, in, in healthcare, uh, your traditional healthcare, where they say, you know, I've always felt intuitive and I've always felt a little spiritual, but I never knew how it could, you know, work in my practice. It's just an eye opener for them right. about how this can do it. So yeah, absolutely. If you have any interest in intu things of an intuitive nature, I, as a practitioner and as a teacher, know the value. Oh yeah. So start listening to that little inner voice, that little tiny voice that says, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I, my students laugh about it. I tell them, you know, that the voice of, of your guidance, or the voice of your intuition, my yeah. intuition says stuff to me like, hey, bring a sweater. It's going to be chilly. <laughs> right. Honest, honestly. And I laugh about it because it seems so mundane. But when you start noticing that, yeah. you start developing a connection and a relationship you can call it anything you want. You can call it Joe Smith. You know, you can call it anything. You can make it something. But, it, you know, you can call it guidance or whatever. Whatever it is, I, you know, intuition is a good catch-all word for it. Start to listen to it and start to trust it and see how that goes. I love that. And I just want to share this little story because it'll make you <laughs> laugh. And I hope it makes the listeners laugh too. Because, yes, that intuitive voice, it's not like... God's finger pointing down saying, do this and you're going to change the whole world. When I was a practicing attorney, I worked in house at a healthcare uh, at an insurance company. And it was like that, you know, we sold health insurance and the pension nonprofit and all of that. And one of the cases that I was working on was a disability claim. And this guy had filed for disability and he said he was unable to work because of his serious health conditions. And I literally heard that voice. I heard that intuitive voice in my head that just said, Google his name. Yeah. And I thought that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. and, and I kept working on the file and I'm going through the claim and I heard it again, Google his name. Mm -hmm. I Googled his name and he had just placed in the Boston marathon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. yeah. Yeah. And you know, like that, it's not that it's significant 
it was just Google his name and I found out this information and it short circuited a lot of my work and yes. I could deny his claim easily with, you know, with evidence, with facts. Right. And it just helped me and it helped, I think the world because I don't yeah. believe in dishonesty. Yeah. So what you just did there was clear audience when you mm -hmm. hear that. Uh, there's clear cognizance, just having a sense of knowing. I just know what I know because I know it. You, you know, even though there's no evidence, I just right. know. Uh, there's clear sentience when you feel something that you believe is to be true to be true. Check it out. Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone to be like a forensic expert in their own intuition. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, go go check it out if you can, because your intuition, um, if it's and by the way, intuition is usually neutral. It doesn't yeah. come in as a strong emotion. Uh, yes. there, there's some valid validity and value in that to, to just keep an eye on. But in any case, that's, I would say, trust your gut feelings, trust your hunches and build on it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then the second step in flaunt is laugh out loud. When you were talking about that image of that little toothbrush and you said it made you laugh, yeah. laughter is healing. And yes. I just was curious about, you know, your take on laughter and, and, and laughter in your work. And what role does laughter play in your life? Everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, if it's, if it's not fun, I'm not interested. I'll just tell you that right now. I'm like, you know, <laughs> yes. I, I, I came from the world of music. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I was in music for many, many years. And, you know, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll be a, an unabashed hedonist. And if it's not fun, I'm not interested. <laughs> but when it comes to energy and um, intuition, the information needs, it, it's, you know, when it comes from guidance or from whatever, it's usually not heavy information. It has a lightness to it because it has an opening and an energetic sense of freedom, I suppose you could say, or lightness is really the best word. Oh, I like that. And, and that really comes with a sense of joy and peace and connectedness and all those beautiful, joyful words. And it is a big part, frankly, of the training is find that lightness here and the heaviness because what we want to do is help people move forward, not wow. dwell in darkness. So uh, it's all part of the spiritual aspect. Perfect. Yeah. And that flows so nicely into the, my next step, AU, which is the golden center of flaunt, which stands for accept unconditionally. <laughs> and I believe in the power of unconditional acceptance and that once we accept whatever is, is, then we can move on. We know which direction we need to take our first step in. We need to move on. And I was just curious for you, that balance of accepting unconditionally that you know, maybe you had those adverse childhood experiences, maybe you've got a tumor, and now what? Yeah, this is so powerful. What I, in my lexicon, it would be the concept of free will. Hmm. Where's our free will? What are we allowing to have, you know, domain over us, whatever it is. And if you're struggling with a, you know, a terminal or a chronic issue, yeah, it's going to take up a lot of energetic space there for you. But people, the missing piece for many times for people is they don't quite understand where their free will is in the circumstance. And that may also be true of relationships and financial concerns and all the rest of that. Where's our free will? There, another way to say that is where's your power? 
Uh, and, and another way to even get more finely tuned on that is what's going on in your third chakra, which yeah. is the chakra of self-actualization and self-will. Where, what is happening? And in medical intuition, the way I teach and practice, that's part of the practice is let's take a look and see where these, where that, where your free will is a little bit um, compromised and why and what you can do to balance it. So I think that speaks to your, your, your perspective. Absolutely. Very well said. Thank you. And then the next step that I like to take people through is navigating the negative. Mm-hmm. I feel like you point out, for lack of a better word, a lot of negative stuff in people's bodies. And the next step is how to navigate that, how to step forward, how to manage it. How do you go about in your practice and in your relationships, keeping people positive, empowering them to step into their power, to use that free will, to navigate this potentially stressful situation so they can heal and grow and be happy and healthy? There's, uh, I'll address that by giving you a couple of really wonderful phrases that people know. First of all, knowledge is power. <laughs> and the knowingness of something gives you the opportunity to shift or change anything in your life experience or most things in your life experience. Knowledge is power. The other thing is, and this is a quote from Dr. Dean Ornish, uh, awareness is the first step in healing. That is like the motto of a medical intuitive. Yeah. Our job is not to, uh, you know, we're not here to scare or frighten anybody. We're not here to give information that isn't relevant or valid. What we're here to do is help people understand what their body wants them to know so they can find avenues to healing. Okay, that is the bottom line. It's an assessment. That's all it is. And what we're doing is we're helping people move towards health and their healing journey. And there's, you know, all these ways that we address the physical body and the biofield to do that. So, you know, there's, I have, and we don't have time for it, but I've got a million stories of where just the knowledge of what their body wants them to know, where the energy system wants them to know, moves people off in a direction of health that they didn't even know was available. Uh, yes. And, and I'm not even talking necessarily about a specific modality or treatment. I'm talking about just the knowledge. <laughs> it affects people in so many wonderful ways. It's It speaks to when my students come back and say, wow, their compliance level just went through the roof. You know, they were absolutely resistant and uncompliant before, and now they're really excited about their healing process. That's the difference right there. I love that. Yeah. Instead of burying your head in the sand, it's exposed and now you can do something. So I think that's beautiful. Well, that's, that's how the body, you know, that capacity for burying things in the sand, mm-hmm. that's kind of the human condition. Yes. Um, and we want to help people shift that for themselves, you know, within, of course, within scope of practice and ethical uh, training, of course, so that they can have the knowledge they need to move forward. And again, I refer people so many times to physicians, to naturopaths, to mental health care providers, to complementary health care providers that they weren't even thinking about because their body is saying, well, guess what? You need this. This can help. What do you think? You know, so it's definitely that kind of process. And it's not a, again, it's not a treatment. It's not anything other than that. Love it. And then the last step T is trusting in your truth. (laughs) And we've talked so much about, you know, gut feelings, which is trusting in your truth. But I want to know for you, for Wendy, what is your truth 
that you always turn back to, even when people are saying, I don't believe it, this isn't true, blah, 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 blah. What is the truth of Wendy? <laughs> well, I'll give you my philosophy of life. Okay, perfect. <laughs> my philosophy of life is don't believe anything until you've tried it for yourself, honestly. Mm. Um, it, because it, people are very susceptible to belief systems and belief systems may or may not align with your own personal truth. And this is where a lot of imbalance comes from, to be totally blunt about it, is, and this, I'm not the only person saying this, this is very much part of the lexicon of, you know, self-actualization and the energy world for sure. But a, an, a belief system that you ha hold on to that may not be serving you can cause all kinds of havoc. Yeah. And so that when you talk about being true to yourself, that means not, that means really understanding what your truth is. Mm -hmm. So for me, even though I was from an early age quite intuitive and getting all kinds of information, I was, and I am, a skeptic. Right. <laughs> and until I try things for myself or get some sort of corroboration, I'm not going to believe it to be true. And I mean for myself, I'm not going to believe everything I hear. Goodness, why right. would I do that? So to me, that's, that's part of the, and frankly, it's kind of part of the scientific perspective you want to test everything. You want to check everything. You want to see without bias if something is real for you or not. And I say to everyone, don't believe me. Try it for yourself. See right. what you get. And, and if it's real for you, great. Build on that. I love that. Thank you so much for your wisdom, for your joy, for your stories, and for the work that you do, not only in viewing people energetically in their biofield and doing your work as a medical intuitive, but also for being brave and stepping neck deep, really right into the center of it. <laughs> Instead of just staying on the fringe and being like, I will only deal with people who already believe it. You're pushing it. And I love that. <laughs> well, you know, here's the deal. Medicine needs to change. The physicians know it. The nurses know it. Everybody knows that the system isn't working well for anyone. Certainly the patients know it. And, you know, in my skill as a medical intuitive, I realized that this is really a missing piece and it can't remain a missing piece. It has to be brought to the medical world and you know this must be right time right place because you know I'm, I'm having the opportunity to bring it to the medical world so I'm very happy to do that yeah absolutely and one more time please give your contact information so people can find out about the courses you teach the work that you do and they can contact you to get their own like yes. scan right Yes, absolutely. I do uh, private sessions. The website is the practical path, three words, the practical path.com. And uh, there's information about all the programs coming up and they can contact me through the website. If they want a session, they can go to services and uh, go ahead and book a session. Also on my website, for your practitioners out there, we have a service for practitioners to work directly with one of our uh, certified students or certified graduates, if they want to know what medical intuition is to be, how it can serve or support their field or their practice, they can work on a low cost with one of our medical intuitive graduates. Uh, and also they, people can, uh, there's a section called our certified practitioners. You're welcome to book a session with any one of them as well.
Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And I will put that information in the show notes as well. So listeners, I hope this show gave you something to think about that is outside of your normal way of thinking. I hope we push the envelope a little bit for you too. I encourage you to just slide into your own intuition, slide into your own body just right now, just in this afternoon and just see what you feel. And then if that feels good and interesting, reach out to Wendy, check out her website and let's keep this ball rolling. Thank you again, Wendy, for being here. It was an absolute pleasure and I look forward to learning more. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You are welcome. Listeners, have a fantastic weekend. As usual, don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to flaunt. Build your dreams. Live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come release self-judgment, reveal your naked self-worth, and re-choreograph a life filled with joy. Flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. 